Okay, you're good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50. That's the big five zero of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. I can't believe it. We made it to episode 50. And of course, Randy Cash is over there through the computer hanging out. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's good. This podcast is like me, 50. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Although it hasn't been around quite as long. It's episodes, not years. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on today with us? Oh, you know, just, you know, going through all of these attachment styles, which I meant to text you earlier in the week and ask if you had taken your attachment style quiz yet to verify if you actually are the type that you thought you were based on our conversation last week. But it's okay. We'll get you to do it this week sometime. I know you've been busy. Yeah, you just have to send me the link. I know. Okay, okay. I'll send you the link. You got all kinds of assessments to take. You realize this, right? Yeah, I'm all right. You can assess me all you need to. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. Um, no, we won't maybe have as long of an episode today. What I've really been trying to do is dig in to each of the different styles to talk a little bit about how they may show up in relationships. And so to start things off, we're going to actually talk today about secure attachment. And I had a really interesting question that someone raised after last week's episode. And they said, well, do you think it's possible to change your attachment style? Like is secure attachment, the gold standard for everybody? Like, is that the goal? Should we all be trying to like shoot for that? And I really had to think about the best way to answer this because On some level, I think it's easy to say, yeah, absolutely. We all want to feel secure. And I I get that in theory. But, you know, attachment styles really are sort of born from our upbringing, our childhood, things that we've gone through that maybe weren't in our control. Some of it may have something that we were in control of, but it's not all that simple. So the way I would answer that question is this. It is possible to develop awareness that you can use as a roadmap to not only better understand yourself, but to understand how those elements of yourself show up in your relationships. And although we are mostly talking about romantic relationships from this perspective of this podcast, I don't want people to hear this and think, Well, she talked about secure attachment. And if I don't feel that way, then it means something's wrong with me or it means it's bad or I'm somehow less than because that's not really accurate or an effective way to assess yourself. So I just want to kind of put that disclaimer out there because I do feel like sometimes, you know, if all we do is talk about what we're striving for, we, we miss the point or we miss the importance of going through things and learning about ourselves. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny because I was thinking about that last week when we were talking about it. If Do you get to a point where you feel you need to change your style or is your style uh, detrimental to your relationship, you know? Now, it could be, right? As we go through the different ones over the next few weeks, you may hear some elements of how that shows up and you might go, man, okay, so if that's my style and that's how I'm showing up, that could really keep me from having a happy, successful relationship, or it may create friction or unnecessary arguments or things of that nature. So that's why we want to look at it through the lens of 
awareness, which leads to behavioral changes versus trying to actually change the core of who we are. Because I'm just not sure that we can really change the core of who we are. I know we're going to talk about secure attachment today, but I'll go ahead and use me as an example again. I know I have more of an anxious, preoccupied attachment, and we're not going to get into all the details of that till next week, but it's, it's not a secure attachment, and I struggle with that. But the fact that I'm aware of it, the fact that I know when it's happening, or I can find myself sort of spiraling on something negative, I can recognize it, I have awareness, right? then I can choose how I want to keep responding. Do I give in to those sort of voices or thoughts in my head that want to tell me negative things? Or do I allow myself to process through it and then reset in a more effective way? So that's really what we're going for, right? So when we are talking about secure attachment, here is sort of a a checklist of ways that this might show up. If you've taken the personal school developments quiz, you should at this point know your type. If you don't know your type, by all means, hit the pause button, go take the quiz. It's linked in the um, like the body of this uh, podcast episode. Go take the quiz and then come back and listen to the rest of it to see how you're showing up. So some of the ways that a secure attachment might show up is that not only do you have a really positive view and sense of yourself, but you also view others in a positive light. So there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of vulnerability. There's a lot of feelings of being um, able to communicate how you're feeling. Your feelings don't scare you. You're you're aware of them. You know that all the feelings are valid and that all of the feelings are going to show up. And you feel comfortable expressing a variety of those feelings. Also, if your attachment style is secure, you're probably going to feel pretty comfortable connecting yourself to other people, whether it be for romance or friendship or family or whatever it may be. You're going to feel a certain amount of comfort just attaching your emotions to them. And that's not comfortable for everybody. So if you do have a secure attachment, that's one of those benefits that comes from it, right? Um, Another thing from the secure attachment that's really interesting is that in some of the types, you may not actually feel comfortable relying on other people or having them rely on you. But from a secure attachment point of view, this kind of goes back to that you view yourself positively, you view other people positively. And so therefore, you're okay relying on others. You trust them. You also feel like they trust you. And it's kind of this give and take, this back and forth. Um couple of other elements that might show up is that you don't have a lot of thoughts and worries about what if you are alone? What if you don't have someone? You don't feel the need to attach yourself to someone to validate your existence or to validate who you are. And then there's also a certain level of almost being like your own best friend. And I want to make a note real quick because I realized I left this off of the beginning. Nobody is 100% any of these types. That's why it's important for us to talk about each of them individually, but to see how they all tie together. Because we all have like a mixture or a percentage breakdown, so to speak. And so it's not just like all solid one type. 
And then ultimately, with a secure attachment, you are going to feel very accepted, like self-acceptance is there, but you also feel like other people are accepting you because you've attached to them in a secure way. And if they don't like you or they don't get you or whatever, you don't see it as a, um, a message about your worth or a message about whether or not you deserve to be accepted. You simply see it kind of as their loss that... They didn't see the awesomeness that is you. And so therefore, it's it's kind of, you know, no worry for you. You're going to move on to find somebody that actually does want you for you. Yeah, your feeling of self-worth, I don't mean you personally, Lindsay Walden, but I mean people in general. For me, that's a, that is a tricky beast to navigate because I, I like you. I have very, well, I don't want to say like you, but I, I struggle with my self-worth a lot. But I know that I'm a good person and I know that I like the person that I don't want to say I'm trying to be because mm-hmm. I'm not being inauthentic, if that's mm-hmm. a real word, but the, 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 word. the way that I want to behave, I guess is more correctly what I should have said. I, yeah. I know it's something that it, that just takes some work, man, but that, that mm-hmm. self-worth really gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, it does. And so that's why, like, let's say you do your your quiz with the personal uh, development school and it comes back and it says that you are, secure, but then maybe you've got like 30% that's more in the anxious preoccupied category. So that means that 60% of the time, the characteristics that we went over today are going to absolutely fit you. But then there's going to be other times where maybe you don't feel quite so secure. And again, that is okay. This is not about self-judgment. This is really about learning how to understand kind of the deep intricacies that make up who you are. And then by association, the way that you're going to be showing up when you do connect with other people in relationships. And so that's why I say it's a roadmap. And there's not, like I said, 100% of any of these styles. It's all a mixture. And you said something a second ago about being aware of uh, things about yourself. Like me, I'm very aware of my crazy and I understand how those things work. And you don't, I would say you don't necessarily need to change everything with your style, but you would need to learn how to just tweak a couple of things so you can navigate through your relationships a little better. Absolutely. And although I know we're not talking about the anxious one, I will give you an example of something that's been working in my own life. Um, Because like I said, even if you show up with secure attachment, you're also going to show up with other styles. So For me, when my anxious stuff shows up, which it is the predominant one for me, but again, it's not all of me. I have some secure attachment in there also. Um, My significant other will say, okay, wait a minute. Are are you going to the negative warehouse? Because I kind of feel like you're you're like browsing the aisles and putting some stuff in your cart. And I'm not sure why, because we don't need anything from the warehouse. We really need to just stay in the happy land. And it's really funny, but that imagery it cracked me up the first time she said it. And it really does work because now if I have a moment where I like, you know, she says something or I say something and then I'm like, Oh my God, are you mad at me? She's like, stop it. Don't go to the warehouse. We do not need anything. You need to cancel that membership. You know, it's like, it really does reset my ability to kind of, okay, that's right. It's a pattern interrupt. It's something to interrupt that negative spiral that's about to take over and make me feel less than secure. And even if it doesn't happen instantaneously, I've practiced this these tools enough that I can see it for what it is. 
And then there's times where I might even say, look, I just I just need to be upset right now. Like I, I can't seem to come back from the warehouse. I really just need to feel sad. I'm going to browse the aisles. I might cry a little bit. And then once I'm done, I'll, I'll let it go, you know, but it, it is that negative warehouse thing has become really funny. That was cracking you up when I said that, Mr. Cash. It was. I tried not to laugh too much on Mike as because I know your significant other in the real world and when uh -huh. the way you said it and everything i just envisioned it and i saw her telling you not to go to the <laughs> warehouse and on the inside it just tickled me but you know it is you need somebody in life to reassure you that hey look everything's going to be okay let's mm -hmm. just not fill up our cart at the insecure warehouse and right <laughs> First time she said that, I, it actually it did. It made me crack up, which was in and of itself a pattern interrupt. And I'll be honest, the other thing about awareness is when you first have those awarenesses turned on, you might get annoyed. And that is, that did happen to me. Like the first time she said it, I was like, no, don't be taking away my negative feelings. Like, stop that. Like, I want to feel sorry for myself. Let me feel sorry for myself. And the truth is, is that we do need that balance. And so sometimes, and this is also why I'm explaining the relationship aspect, because once you know your mixture or the makeup of how your types and your styles show up, it will then give you and your partner a chance to kind of better understand when you're having those moments where you might need a little bit of extra support, or maybe you need to be pushed a little bit, or maybe you need to just have someone listen to you and validate how you're feeling. And so all of it is just part of this big puzzle that we're putting together of what it takes to have a healthy, happy relationship that serves the needs of everyone involved. And, and it's a process, but it is possible. Yeah, having a good support system is, uh, man, that's a beautiful thing, you know. It is. And, you know, I realize that not everyone has all of those support structures in place, which is another reason that I am trying to put as much content out there as I can to support and offer insight and to just give some, you know, helpful tidbits that maybe you can start thinking about things through a different lens. So if you took nothing from today's uh, session or not session, but today's podcast episode other than don't go to the negative warehouse or at least be aware that you're browsing the aisles then maybe that's helpful i am okay with that so anyways yeah i know we have to wrap it up i got a little wordy see i said we weren't going to go very long and then of course i had to tell three stories and so now here we are but i do feel like the stories were applicable to what we're talking about so i think it's acceptable i agree and i i, I thoroughly enjoyed it so, yeah. And just before you say so, I'll I'll interject with if you wish to follow me and my shenanigans, you may do so at our cash comedy on the Instagrams. Your shenanigans, you and your shenanigans. If you do want to follow along with what I've got going on, I am literally I have a whole chart, graph, whatever you want to call it, of everywhere I am on social media now because I've got stuff po posted and cross posted. So essentially, here's the story. Go to lindsaywalden.com to find all the info, blogs, podcasts. Anything you want to know about what I got going on, it really is there. But if you would rather just connect with me on social platforms, you can find me on Facebook. It's at Lindsay Walden Consulting or at Lindsay Walden Therapy. Either of those, follow along. You'll be in the know. If you go to YouTube, I have a channel over there. I believe you can just search for my name, Lindsay Walden. On Pinterest, it's Therapy Thoughts. Then if you go to Instagram, I'm at This Is Lindsay Walden. And then on TikTok, I'm at This Is Lindsay Walden. And I am currently going through a series over there all about relationships 
relationships and some helpful tidbits. So you may want to follow along, but I realize that's a whole bunch of stuff. All of this info will be in the actual written portion of the podcast. I do greatly appreciate all of you following along and tuning in this week. Keep building that life of your dreams and keep working on your relationships. We will be back next week with more.